Hello everybody, and welcome to Public Discord, the interactive podcast. My name's Aman, I'm your host, and today I'm joined by Paul and YK, who uh, know each other from university, and uh, we're going to talk about side hustles today, and uh, how work-life balance has changed pre and post-COVID. So uh, we've met Paul before on a previous episode, so let's just get Paul to reintroduce himself, if he doesn't mind. Hello, Paul. Hi, I'm Anne, and hi, everyone on uh, Public Discord. Yeah, I'm Paul, and uh, I was on a previous uh, edition of Public Discord talking about space and space activities, and uh, also my application to the uh, astronaut role at the European Space Agency. So, uh, yeah, I'm very happy to be back here. So thanks for having me, Aman. No problem. Good to have you back. And uh, YK, could you please introduce yourself as well, please? Hey, everybody. Thanks for uh, having me. Uh, as you said, Aman, Paul and I know each other from uh, university, where we probably spent more time skiving than working, but uh, there you are. Um, it's good to, yeah, good to be here. Look forward to the, uh, to the chat. Side hustles is an interesting, I don't know, it has somewhat of a negative connotation sometimes, so maybe we need to find a new word for it. Yeah, I think uh, it's kind of like branched off from hustle culture in general, um, which I'm not, not a big fan of, but we'll get into that later on. Um, so yeah, I thought we'd start by talking about uh, what work-life balance looked like before the pandemic and what has changed. Um since then and how people's mindset and attitudes towards work and their own activities have evolved over the the last almost two years now so uh yeah i don't know about you guys uh i'm happy to start so before covid sure yeah yeah for for me um i work a regular like office hours kind of job um i do eight to four uh so just shifted forwards an hour and it works quite well for me you know i had time to do stuff after work especially finishing a bit earlier which uh was very good um but yeah just the two days off i always thought a four day work week would be ideal you know uh long term but you know we need the need the money to pay mortgage and bills and all the rest of it so so yeah it, I kind of just plodded along and never really thought about it. And then everything kind of kicked off and all these options seem to have opened up and people making different choices and furlough and all the rest of it. And a lot, a lot has changed in my mindset since, uh, since the start. What do you, what do you guys think? Let's start with you, Paul, but you're not actually technically, you know, employed by somebody at the moment, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I guess self-employed um, yeah. would would be the the right way to put it. Um, and I've been self-employed for um, almost a, a year now, complete year. I, I left um, my my previous uh, engineering job in May 2020, and then I, I worked for uh, a university's summer program. Um, or summer, at least in the northern hemisphere, uh, just over over sort of uh, June, July, August, uh, and then yeah, since then yeah, fully fully self-employed. Um, but yeah, Aman, as you mentioned, you and I used to be colleagues. I used to do that eight to four shift, yep. and um, actually at the same workplace, um, I I was in a different department, which was doing a four day work week, and so it was. 
um, four days, 12 hours each day, 6.30 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. <laughs> and then four days off and then four days on. And it was always day shifts. And, um, and actually, that, that worked pretty well. I, I liked that. And even yeah. though I wasn't always free on the weekend, um, so I you know, couldn't necessarily go and meet other people who had a day off, um, it was nice to have uh, those four days of rest. And, and even working 12 hours and starting relatively early was kind of okay. I, you know, it, was, it was manageable in a way. Um, so yeah, I sympathize with with the the four day um, concept. Um, yeah, I, I think probably the the best comparison or the most recent comparison is my last engineering job. In the um, there, I was working, let's say a nine to five, although it was relatively flexible. So there were some guys in the team who started at seven thirty and went to three thirty. Yeah. Um, one guy kind of rolled in at about 10, maybe a bit <laughs> later, and, um, and, and left. Yeah, left relatively early, actually. But anyway, like for me, it was, <laughs> it was roughly nine to five, let's say. Yeah. Um, except that I was also on call in that, that job. And um, that meant that I could be called out um, after work hours, after and before. Okay. Um, so I um, was frequently called in the middle of the night on the weekends. Um, yeah, so that, that was quite a difficult uh, thing to deal with in, in that um, it, it made planning for any kind of social activity quite difficult. Um, so in the, in the periods when I was on call and it, it was a sort of a, a rotor in, in the team, yeah. uh, I basically had to say that that week was just, like dedicated to work i, I can't can't uh, <laughs> kind of agree to to meet anybody you know even for a cup of coffee because i mean you know, you know in london it was in london uh it's so big that if you want to meet somebody right you, you're traveling for like one hour to meet somebody and if i have to uh call them and say sorry i can't meet now i've just been called by work it seems like it's a sort of waste of their time <laughs> yeah yeah doesn't sound very um, balanced the being on call <laughs> yeah yeah it, it it did make uh did make the balance uh pretty difficult or, or maybe even unachievable and um i suppose i really tried to compensate for that in the times when i wasn't on call and i um i i would use my evenings to uh to do my hobby at that time which was uh ballroom dancing and i i spent uh, so much time uh, traveling on the tube, going to these uh, dance studios, coming back late and, and going to work the next day tired. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, definitely the, the balance may not have really been there, uh, let's say. You were, um, you were making time, but it yeah. was taking its toll on you a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, by far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, then I, I left my job um in order to pursue a, a whole series of personal projects and one of them is equi and, and uh yk and i are gonna talk a bit about that later and yeah i think having um this sudden change from uh, a very strict work uh schedule to one which i define has been uh, a challenging one to 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 make and there's i think 
I, I suspect anyway that a lot of um, self-employed self-employed people will uh, work a lot because they're kind of anxious about um, missing something or, or maybe not doing enough to to earn money. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm trying to keep this in mind that I don't want to overwork in order to to earn, and that um, it, it should be should be possible to have some kind of healthier balance in life yeah um, and anyway with the lockdown just one more point on this with the lockdown sure. I, I found that um actually meal preparation everything to do with food <laughs> uh takes so much time and and i it's something i took for granted that in my previous um engineering jobs there was a canteen i didn't have to bring lunch i could go to the canteen yeah um in, in my most recent engineering job there were lots of um places to eat outside of the, the office as well. So it, I didn't have to think about buying lunch, preparing lunch, eating lunch, and then tidying up afterwards. Whereas now <laughs> I have to do all of those things. And, um, and it's interesting actually how, how much that really, uh, how much time that really takes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that, that's, that's probably one of the biggest changes, lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, okay. What about yourself? Uh, what's your what was your work life balance before uh, everything kicked off? Yeah, yeah. Well, by the way, the, the the lunch thing. That's a great point, by the way, because I spend more time thinking about what I want for lunch than <laughs> making or eating it. And by the time I realise, I realise I've got to go run back to a meeting or something. It's, uh, it's become a bit of a pain in the in the butt. But there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so my story is probably a little bit more straightforward than than Paul's. I work in financial services and so the image you have when someone says that is, you know, long kind of long hours in the office, you know, all day, uh, you know, sometimes weekends. For me it was a little bit different. I mean long hours I was probably doing on average kind of eight thirty to seven, seven thirty ish. Um that are I feel like I was pretty good. Yeah, well I I feel like I was pretty good at disconnecting. So you know when I was in I was in but try not to work outside of that um me personally I, I managed to avoid working weekends on a regular basis um it's not always possible for for everyone but that was for me um yeah they're like and, and the disconnecting point is an interesting one because back you know before the, the the pandemic and everything at least there was that kind of physical barrier of commuting yeah um and I know a lot of my colleagues now talk about you know, that commute no longer being there makes it a little bit trickier to have that physical disconnect and, you know, the trigger for when you should turn off. Yeah, I've uh, um, so that's the... I've heard a couple of, yeah, two sides to that. One is obviously you get your commuting time back, which is very valuable. And some people will treat the whole day as a work day and then they'll duck in and out go to the shops, get a haircut, whatever they need to do, and they just leave their laptop on for longer and have their phone on them and spread it all out. But I'm, I kind of mm. try and keep it concentrated to the same sort of core hours and then sort of have a hard cut off when I would, when I would cut off at, at the office just to try and keep it as similar as possible. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, I feel like I miss my commute because I've realised that I used to use it to to read, to, you know, to listen to podcasts, that kind of stuff, which 
don't make as much time for when I'm not commuting. Yeah, I think uh, public transport commutes are a bit different to driving and the traffic and all the rest of it. But yeah, I understand that a lot of people got a lot done during their public transport commutes and it's time that they don't really seem to have reallocated since. Yeah, actually, in fact, um, a lot of people seem to think that now the commute is not there. People have more time, right? So they can work longer. Yeah. Um, which which kind of overloads people as well. I, I, I mean, I think there's there's something very important about the psychological barrier between between work and, uh, and, and, and non-work, right? So everything else, mm -hmm. and that can be the home, that could be socializing, uh, a hobby or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and, and there, I think, is a, a distinction in between um, how people with office space at home reacted mm -hmm. to this and how people without that reacted. Uh, and um, because having a, at least a separate room or a separate space somewhere in the home to go and do work and leave to to do everything else yeah um it is at least in my opinion psychologically important when i when i left uh my previous engineering job um i also left the flat share where i was living and i moved back to my parents place and there i didn't have uh, a separate office in fact in the flat share i i had even less space so it was slightly a, a, an improvement um <laughs> but uh i didn't have an office space so it was i just had to use the desk in my bedroom and um yeah and that that's difficult that that work is is right there it's it's there all the time uh, and and almost uh, unavoidable so yeah yeah sympathize with that one I find it, yeah, some people find it difficult. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because of the way I think about it. But four o'clock, like, the laptop's off, the phone's off, and that's it. Like, I'm done. I can just leave it behind. Even when I go on holiday, like, I don't have anything with me. And it's like, you know, when you go back to school and you've forgotten how to write properly, and it takes you a few yeah, days to, yeah. yeah. I feel that every time I come back from holiday at work, I'm like, what do I do again? Yeah. Like, it takes me takes me a good day to get back but into I, it. Again, I imagine that, for example, with YK, like, that that office culture is different from the one that uh, Amen, that you and I experienced. And, yeah. I, I mean, I remember even in-person people leaving at four on the dot right on the oh, dot yeah. you yeah, know yeah, they, yeah. It, 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 which even meant that they dropped whatever they were doing or they had already finished like <laughs> in advance and just kind of waited until four so um i i, I suspect anyway that uh, i imagine that um the, the the way people can can handle work outside of work like working from home is probably similar to how it's dealt with in the office yeah um I mean, if things are always urgent, think, um, right? Yeah, that, well, that's an interesting one, right? There's often there's a sense of urgency for everything. Like for me personally, it feels like sometimes everything you do is urgent. Well, practically speaking, that's mm. not possible. Um, but you yeah. think people like people can learn how to to switch off better? Because I, I think you're right that some people are just better at it than others. Um, mm. So yeah, YK, when you were working these hours what what did you do in the evenings when you got home like what 
what how did you spend your free time did you have very much yeah i mean i didn't have didn't have as much as i wanted to but um you know i would i would try to to get out and do some exercise or try to play some sports um you know football golf started i started running fairly recently yeah um so that, that's become a bit of i wouldn't say a hobby but it's something i try and do it's certainly something i don't enjoy um and then you know just <laughs> yeah. spending time with uh spending time with friends and family um that would end up becoming the priority with the spare time that i did have yeah i saw a a little post i think it was on twitter and it was about how if you do everything everyone suggests for you you know you're supposed to go for a run in the morning you work your eight hours in the day you cook your meals and wash up and everything you read your book for x amount of time you do this you do that spend time with your family that there are there just isn't enough hours in the day laundry cleaning etc etc so it's yeah there was another uh, post i saw on, on instagram which was um about how the the current working week right the 40 hour work week or whatever number yeah. right um is something which was uh, designed in a time when somebody else did all the cooking and cleaning and and, and all the housework right yeah so that um and uh, and this was the again this division between men and women uh, really kind of unjust anyway but men would go out and, and work and they would do their 40 hour work week but they would come home and everything would be done at home right because the women were working at home to do all of that and um and, and now yeah you know you have to still do all of this and then on top of that there are these kind of social pressures to be a perfect human uh, and mm -hmm. and like you say go running in the morning and read and be and be well read and know about uh, the renaissance and also what's going on <laughs> over all over the world right now you have to read the economist cover oh, to cover yeah. every week yeah yeah and and there's all this pressure and you know and 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 actually and on top of that you have to be a relaxed person because if you're not relaxed that's bad for your health or whatever <laughs> so so it's it's very stressful being being this kind of perfect uh person um, and you didn't even uh, yeah. you didn't even carve out time to scroll through Instagram and Twitter and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to make time for that, right? He does that. Does that on the yeah, toilet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, COVID has changed quite a lot. Obviously, people are working from home. Um, how else do you think it's changed your your balance? Does it change your outlook on? Uh, your priorities let's start with uh start with put you paul okay yeah um well i i think let's say in the context of of equity the app which which yk and i are, are developing yeah that i think from the from the beginning was something which we wanted to to use external specialists so we wanted um, specialists in, in uh, app development, in web app development, um, specialists in um, online dashboards. And so actually our plan in, in, in the beginning, uh, even pre-pandemic, and it, the, the idea started pre-pandemic, was to use a platform, and we used Upwork to, to find, um, to find the, the specialists. 
And so everything has been um, done uh, in that sort of online working way anyway. Uh, and that's given us also a lot of freedom in the uh, use of, uh, and I can, can be anywhere and, um, and still work on the project. Um, yeah, I think that that's that's it really. I I can't really say what it's like to be at work. I I was at work at the beginning of the pandemic in the UK. I was working in, in my last engineering job, and um, I think in the in the sort of day to day stuff, it was all quite easy to do. the The most difficult thing for me was training my successors. Yeah. So two people were actually uh, going to um, succeed me in, in in that position. And both of them were uh, junior engineers. They had, um, well, one had some experience in the field and the other one uh, less. And that was very difficult to, um, to, to talk through the training material. Because what I wanted to do was point at the piece of paper and say, this bit here, right? <laughs> yeah. Look at this bit. And I had to do that with a cursor. And, um, and that, was, that was a little bit difficult. Um, at one point, I tried to get creative, and I used the the webcam from my phone um, and a, a tripod to um, to look down onto a piece of paper, and then I drew onto that paper so they could watch as I sketched something or, or showed them a, a certain diagram. Uh, and that seemed to be effective, but it was difficult. It was difficult to set up, and and that I think that learning environment is a big challenge. Uh, yeah. And in, indeed, the, the university program I worked on after that was uh, an entirely online um, uh, sort of professional development program. And it was a big challenge to, to make that work and to make it work well. Uh, and it really, I think it, it involved a lot of um, kind of, uh, let's say, discussion time between people, the kind of discussion time that you would have um, making a cup of tea between meetings yeah or uh, just at your desk you turn around and you know you chat to one of your colleagues about something you know something not work related all of that sort of personal interaction had to be almost um uh made a, a, an official interaction between people you know scheduled that's that's actually one of the, so my current employer is quite um quite positive or, or you know trying to encourage people to come back to the office where it's safe um you know a lot of people are saying we, we're going to stick with the work from home or we're going to start doing a lot more flexible work my employer is quite keen to get the majority of people back in the office you know as soon as uh, safely possible yeah and the main reason for that is to you know create that culture of or continue that culture of you know teaching and learning particularly for new people because there's so much that you learn just by being there and by osmosis of hearing other people on the phone and other people's conversations and stuff like that. Um, it's quite hard to quantify how much you can miss out on if you're a new person. You're not able to hear all that stuff going on. Yeah, absolutely. I I picked up a new role in September um, last year and it's so much harder to learn when someone's trying to show you how to do a process like carry out these steps but you have to watch him doing it on a screen and then you're trying to follow but you can't do it at the same time normally he just sit next to you and talk you through it and it's so much easier but 
it does make it a lot harder and then it kind of just feels like a level removed and harder to grasp as well while you're doing it because it's less it's less memorable when you watch someone do something than when you do it yourself so I've had that for sure um but yeah has your have your hours calmed down okay since uh since everything's happened um maybe not so much but I guess Paul kind of alluded to earlier like I've been able to be a little bit more flexible during the day okay so this app that is mentioned by the way we will we'll describe what it is and and what it's for um but before we do that Paul was saying we use external developers the developers we use mainly happen to be in India yeah um and working from home just meant that I could have you know set aside a, a bit of time to work on to work on this sort of side project um have calls with people in India do all that stuff sort of you know privately from from being at work whereas if I was in the office that just probably wouldn't have been possible yeah that could be that's quite a big benefit actually having time to to spend on different projects during the workday going back to the point where people tend to spread their work out a bit longer if it means they get free slots they can use in the middle of the day when it's more useful time yeah and certainly for me that was you know I was happy to do that if I had to take an hour in the morning during the workday to do something for equi then you know if I needed to I would do that hour later in the evening yeah um, again only if I needed to right like only if it was <laughs> yeah. actually urgent for the next day or whatever yeah exactly all right well let's uh, let's get into it then um do you want to tell us a bit more about equi and uh and uh, what the idea is uh paul do you wanna do you wanna start yeah um i i was actually gonna suggest uh that uh Yusuf, uh talk about it um oh yeah sure no problem and just because um when um when, when i guess when we first talked about it um it was yeah it, it was yk who suggested it and um yeah i mean i remember i remember we we were in a a, a cafe um near spitalfields uh, if i remember mm-hmm. it correctly and uh, yeah one. so okay yeah yeah please yeah well so the, the app is called equi and that's spelled e q w e um that name kind of the name comes from equi as in equidistant and we we as in a sense of kind of togetherness um and hopefully that name makes sense when we describe what the app does so essentially what you can do is enter multiple addresses so let's say you're meeting a bunch of friends so you can put your address and a bunch of your friends addresses um you can specify you know what you're looking for maybe you you want to meet at a restaurant maybe you're looking for an outdoor park something like that and then Equi finds the midpoint between you and your friends for where it's convenient for you to meet. Um, the idea being that you can find somewhere in, in the middle, it's convenient for everybody everybody to get to. Um, you know, everyone spends the same amount of sort of travel time getting there. It's, it's not unfair to any one particular person who's had to travel further. Um, and, you know, when you, when you don't necessarily know where you, you know where you want to go or what you're looking for, Equi can be used as a kind of, you know, a place where you can get suggestions in a convenient location. 
Okay, cool. Uh, Paul, would you want to add anything to that before I start asking some questions? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just just some uh, examples. I mean, uh, Aman, you were in, in West London, but like West, West, you know, like near Heathrow, right? Yeah, and, past Heathrow. Um, I was past Heathrow, exactly. Yes, and actually not London anymore. It's, greater London, yeah, it's, we like uh, to say. Yeah. Greater, greater. <laughs> so it's even better. Um, <laughs> And and uh, in my last job, I was I was uh, like central, like even east the east side of central. And so, you know, when you and I wanted to to meet, like just to to have uh, coffee or whatever, it, we had to figure out where we could meet in the middle. And it was either a, a two-hour journey for for one person or a sort of one-hour journey for for each of us. Um, and yeah, knowing where to go because neither of us are necessarily familiar with that place around the midpoint. Um, the the idea is that instead of going through this iterative loop of figuring out where that midpoint is and then searching around it, Equi just does it. So um, so we would just put our starting locations, you uh, west of, of you know, Greater London, <laughs> right? Western Greater London, yep. and me so somewhere east of Central. Um, and then it would just find that place in the middle and search around that for whatever we're looking for. And the, the beauty of it is that it, it's a Google API, so uh, you can search for anything you could search for in Google Maps, right? So if you searched in Google Maps for a cafe, you could find a cafe, but you could search for a golf course, uh, you could search for, I don't know, uh, a pottery painting cafe or something like that. Yep anything right and and then the the app used google to to search around the midpoint um yeah and and in its its current form it's it's in a relatively simple um configuration at the moment we we have let's say uh, ambitions to develop it further and so the midpoint at the moment is like a, a geographical midpoint in that it's uh it's between the starting locations yeah um Ultimately, we want to have one which is finding like an equitemporal midpoint. So the 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 point where um, where our travel times would be equal together. So if you were traveling um, with a car and I'm traveling with public transport, um, the car might be a bit faster. Uh, public transport might be a bit faster, um, but forever for whoever it's it's faster, that person would would travel a greater distance, but travel at the same time. Yeah as the person is traveling more slowly. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and we have all sorts of other ideas which we want to implement, but uh, yeah, with time, as, as it becomes popular, um, then we can begin to implement these things. Okay. Um, and we should say that the current version, so it can be used by one person, and then that one person, if they want, can share the the result from it, you know, via SMS or WhatsApp or whatever they want to. Yeah. So the the app lets you kind of generate a link that you can then send to to your friends. Okay, cool. Um, how many people uh would it work for? How big how big can a group be? Yeah, we we haven't actually tested the maximum group size. Okay. So it's... more than enough. <laughs> Yeah, more than yeah, I mean, enough. In, I mean, theory, yeah. yeah, in theory, we haven't put we haven't put a limit. Um, in practice, the results are kind of displayed on a map, 
with that center point marked out and with you know whatever is being recommended so if you're looking for cafes or restaurants it will show you those things so in practice what you can actually see on that map probably you know there's some kind of maximum group size that will you know yep. work best for okay and uh, how long in the making has it been so far when did you when did you start yeah okay well we we first spoke about it um when was it march 2020 was it march i think so early march or late february yeah that sounds okay, about right i can't remember yeah yeah i, 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 quite I, I, I should check my calendar for the exact day that, that <laughs> should be marked as like a, a special day, day. Right? yeah yeah um, yeah yeah exactly so that was when we, I suppose, agreed to, to work on the, the, the project. And then it was in June that we started to contact developers and, and to begin the discussion. And then it was over the summer months, um, well, in the Northern Hemisphere anyway, summer. Uh, so June, July, August time, um, where the very first version was, was developed. And so it was the, the autumn when we be released um, to the App Store. So it's it's available both on the Google Play and uh, Apple App Stores. And it, there's also a website which does the same thing. Um, and so, yeah, it's been live since, uh, since yeah, the autumn last year. We've had um, a couple of updates since then. Um, and yeah, we're hoping to do a, a more updates yeah later uh this year if if we can and uh, and into the future yeah i mean the timing was quite interesting right because we, you know we mentioned there's some benefits of being able to work on that while you're working from home and all those things but actually the the specific app that we design is all about meeting up right it's, it's meeting <laughs> yeah. friends and family um which clearly during lockdown was um was not possible so having that sort of version that first version that we have now um, it's been useful to, to be able to test it a little bit, but you know, clearly we have, people haven't been able to use it as much as uh, if we weren't in, in lockdown stages you know, yeah. across the globe. So, so and by the way, this app, because it uses Google Maps, it, is, um, it does work sort of, you know, uh, globally. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's good. So available internationally. Uh, anywhere where Google is available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. So, yeah. Good distinction yeah. to make there. Um, and, and actually, I just wanted to add, sorry, sorry, Anna, I just yeah, wanted yeah, no to add one thing um, to, to what YK said. Um, so, yeah, we, we had obviously uh, bad timing with this. Um, and uh, I mean, that, that in a way was a, a kind of uh, benefit in the, that we could develop this thing and start testing it and then wait for a good time when um, the pandemic was easing and, and people could um, could meet again. And um, and so the, the kind of challenge for us is about timing our promotion. And um, and and. That's a, that's a difficult thing because there are sort of recurring waves uh, in, in different places, and and that really varies depending on the on the geographical location. So in the UK or um, uh, the rest of Europe or anywhere else, I mean they're, they're different uh, conditions. Yeah. So so yeah, um, the 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 challenge has very much been that promotion. Okay. 
Um, in terms of the uh, product development process, you've obviously done engineering degrees. Um, how would you say it's different from a regular, like a material product when you're developing software? Mm, okay. Well, yeah, actually, YK and I worked on a uh, a project at uni, um, which, uh, yeah, the world famous uh, page turner, right? Um, <laughs> Yeah. What was that? Um, oh, yeah. That was well, a, yeah. Um, a device to help uh, disabled people, you know, be able to hold and hold a book and turn the pages uh, okay. in an automated way. Yeah. I was, yeah, it was, it was actually really nice to, to make something instead of, you know, just analyzing, analyzing and doing calculations. It was really nice to, to build and, and uh, test this device but yeah, that was good fun um I think one of the big differences here was you know we essentially had outsourced some of the the key development work right so um yeah that was part of our plan part of our strategy but it means there is a lot of dependence on other people yeah um probably more so yeah. than than we had been used to okay yeah so like relinquishing yeah. Yeah. some level of control or like delegating basically. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, trying to, uh, trying to set expectations of, you know, what, you know, what you need when, um, but also I guess, you know, Paul and Mariah are, are expert, experts when it comes to, to app development. So there's an element of, of trust, you know, how long should something take versus how long, you know, we would, expect it to take it's hard for us to to gauge that to begin with at least yeah it kind of reminds me of uh trying to manage group projects at university where you've got people with their own you know motivations and work work ethics and work quality and you're trying to put it all together to get a product out at the end always an adventure yeah yeah i i mean i, th I think what yk said about how you know we're not the specialists in this we have to rely on them just honestly telling us um, how difficult that work might be or whether what we requested is technically implementable or not yeah. and how much time it would take and what it would cost. We, we kind of just have to trust them on that. And uh, the, the approach we're taking with the developers is to build a, a kind of long-term interaction so that um, we, we want to build a, a, a trusting relationship where you know, we're, we're good customers to them and, and they're uh, good um, developers for us. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's working. Um, but yeah, it's something that's definitely new for me and, and really to, um, yeah, to outsource is, is definitely something which is, is a new, uh, let's say, process for me. Yeah. You've never uh, never outsourced anything before. Okay, well, I, I mean, like I've ordered pizza, right? That for me, but but in I think you can in, tell he's uh, been doing his, his own haircuts. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you guys knew all along. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I guess in a in a professional sense, no, no, I've, I've never never done that um, okay well not that i can think of i mean 
Yeah, it probably, happens, think... it probably happens in like smaller circumstances that don't seem significant at the time because it's just so yes. little. Whereas this is yes. the, the big bulk of the work is being outsourced in terms of yeah, developing and, the and, and maybe that yeah. I don't know. I really don't know about the the details of of app development in terms of the the, the programming. Yeah, and yet uh, maybe in my past engineering job then I at least kind of understand what the other department are doing. I might not know how to use that software exactly, but I know what it is in a technical sense. I know yeah, like yeah. maybe the, the fundamentals of it. Um, so at least I could, I could at least approach that, that work if I needed to. But in this one, um, there would be so much learning to do. And I mean, this is one of the reasons why working and I chose um, to outsource it because we could learn to uh, develop apps and, and do all that programming work. Um, but that would take a long time to get to the kind of quality which we want for equity. Yep. Okay. Um, did you read up on anything specific in terms of how you market an app or how you uh, like iterate or take feedback or is it just you're learning as you're going along. What's what, How have you prepared for app development? Well, yeah, I, I think there is definitely a sense of learning as we go. And I mean, I, I read a couple of books um, and spoke to some people who had, um, let's say, done entrepreneurial work as well and, and asked for their, their guidance and recommendations. Um, and yeah, generally the, the, the kind of uh, key point was to to start with something or start with the simplest version of the concept and then to see how people react to that. So Equi in its current form is, is pretty simple, right? It's, it's um, like there's so many things we want to add to it it's just in its absolute uh, simplest form where you just add your starting locations and what you're looking for and that that's it there are no filters for the results that's something we want to add or we want to add groups for um so you can say this is my friend group or this is my work group or my family group or whatever okay um but that's that's what yk and i envisage uh it's not necessarily what uh, the public will use. So what we want to, to, to do is we start with the simplest version, we see how people react, and then we modify it to, um, to kind of improve that feedback. And we're, we're steering it towards our vision, but it, it may be different ultimately to, to what we originally envisaged, Yeah, if that makes sense. Which, which we're okay with, right? Like, so you know we we think there's a good concept but we're certainly not aware to exactly how it needs to operate uh, in the sort of final in the final product but to paul's point we, our main focus was getting an initial version of the app up and running um, and then using that to then drive some of the sort of future development work okay yeah so yes i guess it's about being yes, flexible to your to your feedback and adaptable if you're if you find something that people want that you haven't thought of there's always scope for 
taking that on rather than just saying that that wasn't what we were planning to do we don't want anything to do with that yeah yeah exactly exactly and there are a few ways that we do that in terms of um taking the feedback so we will simply just talk with people like you you know we'll send um a, a link to the app to people and then just ask them what they think and uh, ask for for honest feedback and we've received a lot of really good honest feedback and the other way is that we have a dashboard which measures the app usage or, or kind of analyzes the app usage so we can see um, in which countries the apps being used we can see um, what people are searching for and um, like how many friends uh, in it like how many friends in, in the, the group that, that, that they include um, and a few other things just just to say that um, this is also in accordance with GDPR and we don't know uh, anything about an individual user it's all um, aggregated data yeah um, so we uh, we can see these trends and that that allows us to say okay well um, I mean this is not accurate but let's say everybody's looking for um outdoor cafes then maybe this is something which has become popular with people who go to outdoor cafes and maybe we can specialize this to be an outdoor cafe finder right yeah uh, maybe with side functionality to find something else um and we can also see well how people use the app and go through it in terms of the pages so um, we might see that people stop using it at a certain page and maybe that would indicate to us that um, it's not clear how or why a person or a user of the app should progress beyond that page and that may um, make us rethink the design of, of the app itself. So yeah, there are these different mechanisms which we're, we're using for feedback um, to, to modify. And by the way, on the point about, on the point about learning as you go, Stuff like that we didn't really know about, right? We didn't really know you could track usage through uh, that yeah. page by page. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's quite. It's, it's all very interesting stuff. Actually, you know, it, it makes you rethink how you use other apps sometimes. <laughs> yeah, trying to yeah. understand what data your be people are collecting from you as well, and what that says about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's all yeah, I, and actually, I mean, for me, it's it's also been um, very much. Um, it, well, it's it's been kind of thought provoking in that it made me think about how I was working as an engineer and the kind of data we were using and the kind of methods we were using to implement changes to our processes and our systems. And they were often um, kind of uh, not not very intelligently done. And now that YK and I have full control over it. We can we can kind of steer that and, and make it a more, um, I, I guess, a more optimized change process. One of the, the really interesting concepts which I read about was, like in, in books about, about uh, entrepreneurship, was the concept of vanity data. And so uh, vanity data is data that makes a, an organization look good, right? Yeah. Um, for example, uh, for us, um, that could be number of downloads of our app of Equi. So we could say, "Wow, we've we've got loads of downloads. That's great," but then nobody's using it, right? Yeah. 
And what we want actually is, is people, yeah, to download it and then to use it and to use it regularly and to share their search results with their friends. So their friends also receive information about Equi and then they can start using it and so on. And, and I realized that in my engineering jobs, like this vanity metrics were everywhere. <laughs> you know, there's just stuff about how, how great we are and, oh, we fixed this and that and improved X, Y, and Z systems. But, well, actually the, the efficiency at work hasn't improved. You know, nothing in, in tangible has improved in, in the work life. So you know, <laughs> what actually happened? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of like a concept of the the environment. You know, if you're if you're judged on you well you've got to sell yourself in every every year at the end of the year for your performance review it doesn't matter what you show them you just got to show them that you've done something that's different from other other people and that's when it all comes <laughs> out isn't it it's all, all the like all the little stories yeah. of your vanity data as you say it all comes out then and uh yeah yeah that's yeah a good example <laughs> uh, so in terms of uh the long-term plan for the app when you do anything like this obviously you're taking a risk how how much time have you budgeted for this to be like a go no go decision how, how long are you going to give yourselves hmm. yeah uh shall i take that one okay guess so yeah <laughs> um you yeah, can start for it, for it. <laughs> Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go for a start. Um, I don't have a hard deadline, but I think there's a point where maybe once we we run out of options and nothing is improved, then maybe we could say, okay, it didn't work. Um, but at the same time, it's um, it's something I, I think that we can work on slowly and and we can try different methods and we can try different promotional techniques and um, and we can also just wait to see um, what happens with the pandemic and, and how um, people behave again after the pandemic or even during and um, whether they meet or not. I mean, I, I think that I'm confident that this could be very successful because it, it's a problem that uh, I and, and other people I know have experienced a lot in the past. I mean, growing up in a big city and having lived in several other big cities, I know that this is just a common problem. Finding a, finding a place to meet at a midpoint, a convenient place to meet. Yeah. So, um, in a way, I I think I I haven't psychologically prepared myself for defeat i've i've done the opposite i'm psychologically preparing myself for success <laughs> good stuff yeah i mean i'd like why okay it's, it's an interesting question uh, yeah interesting question because to your point paul it's just a problem that we have faced and something that we came up with to try and solve it so we haven't spent ages you know working on this right we, we've devoted enough time to it uh, alongside all of our other things uh, likewise you know we haven't spent you know loads and loads of money on it you know we, a decent amount for what we think is um, reasonable at this stage and, and what we're willing to put in but actually 
we've probably already used the app a few times and you know we've, we've solved a problem that we had from that point of view it's you know we think it's already somewhat of a success and the idea is just for more people to, to use the app but i haven't really got kind of there's no kind of exit strategy as such right we just it's not a, it's not the aim is not for it to become you know our full-time profession or anything like that it's just something yeah. that we've tried to do inside to solve a problem that we know exists okay yeah that's a good way to think about it you don't have to uh don't have to put a label on it per se you just see see where it takes you um good stuff yeah all right so no, uh, i was just gonna add, go on, Paul. sorry i mean just yeah, yeah. add one one thing that i, I think um that we, we we're being let's say um careful as well with our investments because we we invested in this um personally and so we've heard stories about people who have invested enormous amounts into uh into entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial projects and lost a lot and so we're we're being careful about that we we're keen to use this iterative approach and to see if this kind of first version of a product, the simplest version of a product has some appeal and is used. And then once people start using, we can uh, invest more and, and, and let it grow. Um, but yeah, yeah, to, to start with, it's just the, 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 the bare minimum, let's say. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah, that, make, that makes sense. You, know, you don't want to overextend yourself too early. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Okay, good stuff. Um, I just wanted to go back to the uh, the work life balance stuff. So since the pandemic, obviously a lot has changed. People have more time at home, uh, less time commuting, and all the rest of it. Would you say your work life balance has changed for the better? Uh, I guess we'll start with YK, since you have a more traditional working routine. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think. Um... Probably in general it has. Um, not to say that you know, I, I, I thought it wasn't there at all before. Um, yeah. As I mentioned, I thought, you know, I feel like I was good at disconnecting. Um, I would say current situation is is better in that, you know, as we, as we mentioned, you can, you can be flexible with when you do things. Um, do you count... Uh your equi work as other work or do you count that as part of the the life side of the balance that's a really good question i probably consider it at the moment as the life side okay although may i, I should probably think about that a bit more and, <laughs> and maybe that's not the right way to consider it um but yeah for, for this it's an interesting point at the moment for me my kind of yeah full-time job is the is the work side the things i get paid for everything else outside of that is is life in that balance okay uh paul i know you took up ballroom dancing quite hardcore and uh are you still rollerblading as well is that still a thing yeah man i i used to um and i left my skates in the uk um oh, okay. so i'm, I'm... Yeah, in Turkey at the moment. I wish I had brought them with me. Um, but uh, I'm not really sure where to skate around here because the, the pavements are, are a little bit um, 
rough, but uh, yeah, I, yeah. Actually, I mean, hobby-wise, that's that's. Um, I, I have to kind of change things because you know, ballroom dancing involves uh, other people and um, like literally dancing sort of face to face with somebody else. So yeah. not not necessarily the best thing to do in a pandemic. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that's that's dropped unfortunately. Um, I, I think your, your your question to YK about whether it's considered a, a sort of element of of personal life or or a work element, as in working on on equi. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that got me thinking because I'm I suppose my attitude towards work has changed, and um, or maybe it hasn't. I'm, I'm not sure. This is this is this is one. I'm probably going to be thinking about this for the next three years. But the, like in in uh, at least in Western society, we kind of define ourselves based on the way we earn money, right? So I'm Paul. I'm an engineer, um, and that's who I am, right? But but actually, I'm a whole load of other things. You know, I'm I'm that ballroom dancing guy, and I'm the rollerblading guy, right? Um, and and in a way, um, I think now I, I can define myself a little more loosely, right? I am these things, and that that's kind of who I am in a in a just in a general sense. I okay, I, I have an engineering background, um, but I'm also working on this project on Equi. I'm also working on other projects, um, and so it's not quite a clear distinction between work and life. It's one and the same, yeah. If that makes sense. Okay. So you think it's it's yeah. based on? Do you, do you think it's based on what gives you a bit more fulfillment? You can shift it along the side of the scale. Like work is the like chore side of things, and the life is the even if it is work, it's it's more interesting, and you get fulfillment out of it in another way. That's that's separate. What do you what do you think? Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Um, the thing is, as an engineer, well, I, I liked engineering, and that's that's why I continue to work in, in the engineering field. Um, I, I suppose what's nice about working on this project is that, that there's kind of full control from, from YKN and from me. Um, and on my other projects, I have full control over it. So if I don't want to work on it, one day I don't have to, but I kind of have to fully accept the the, um, the effect of that. That well, if I don't work on it, it won't improve, and then I may not earn anything from it. Right? Yeah. Um, there's something more direct. And and okay, if it's a, a contracted work, right? Then okay, I I have to go. Right? I'm contracted. I yeah. contractually obliged. Um. And I think there's that that psychological distinction between between these these two actions. Um, and yeah, whether it's more fulfilling or not, oh yeah, good question. I I, I suppose um, the freedom to schedule things differently is is a really nice one. Uh, the freedom to to work in different ways and to or to work kind of when I want, from where I want, uh, is is really nice. I guess you've had that quite a lot being self-employed. That's uh sounds like a good yeah. a good side of it if you can handle the uh the I guess lack of security as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, you mentioned um, the the risk taking earlier, and and yeah, yeah. It, it was a big risk to leave a, a stable engineering job and to um, yeah to do this. Well, good stuff. Um, in terms of a balance going forward, let's say um, you can be involved in equi for as much or as little as you want, as you just said. And you can work elsewhere as well. Like, if you had to split a week up into work time and free time, what would your ideal balance look like? Let's start with YK on this one. Uh, trick, tricky question for me. Um, I don't really. I'm not trying to quantify that as such, but what I will let's say, say is, let's say hypothetically, uh, works allowing you to reduce your days or whatever, so you can pick whatever suits you. Yeah, I, I would certainly consider three or four days working if that was an option. Yeah, I guess more more generally, perhaps what I would say is, I hope that what you know. When we do go back to whatever a new normal is, um, certainly when it comes to office work, I, I hope that you know people are just more flexible, and I hope you know there's that there's not a feeling of sort of guilt when people start later or leave early or have to do something during the day. I don't know about <laughs> yeah. you guys, but I feel like there used to be an element of that. You know, you'd get someone might have to leave a little bit early earlier than usual and then you know people would make more quips about working half days and all that kind of stuff um i hope hopefully we'll we'll leave that in the past and hopefully people will just be a bit more open to uh, flexible work whether it's their own or whether it's their colleagues yeah i think that's a good point uh we had that a lot at work where <laughs> a lot of people like to do early starts and early finishes or vice versa, late starts, late finishes. It doesn't matter what end of the spectrum you are. Like if you came in late, there'd be a comment. If you went home early, there'd be a comment. It'd be like half in jest, but people noticed that's that's the important thing. And I think I agree with you. Just get past that point where you care about that kind of thing. It's not, it's not really necessary. Yeah, I think this is a, this is a really pertinent topic. And, um, you know, and then this is all kind of put into to a very broad perspective, the um, questions about what what work is and should be. And and generally, the, the working style is what well, ignores the, the kind of human condition. And um, I don't know anybody, anybody at all who can work eight hours a day. You can be at work for eight hours a day, for sure. For sure, you can be there. Yeah. But I don't know a single person who can work eight hours a day, five days a week, indefinitely, right, for years. Yeah. Not, not at all, you know. The only times I think I've ever been able to, to do that kind of performance, like, uh, yeah, work, has been in very short bursts. It was like one day, and then, like, that's it. I had to take the next day off because I was sick. Or whatever, right? <laughs> you know, it's uh, like we had a major, uh, major incident um, with with one of the systems at work, and that had to be repaired. 
but like this this is not possible to to do in a sustainable sense right in a sustainable way of course yeah um humans are by definition different right like uh different people require different amounts of sleep i mean it's always in the range of seven to nine hours right but if somebody is is a morning person like let them be a morning person if they're not let them come in later and the 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 result in my opinion anyway uh, would be that if people are allowed to to be more human then they will be more effective in their work and and that yeah that involves okay the the working times themselves but the the freedom to uh, also maybe work from somewhere else and that's not working from home but like working from somewhere else right and that yeah. could be a coffee shop and and also this there's, there's something I'm, I'm passionate about um about sort of physical activity and and, and sport and um and i'm convinced that the way we live now in, in general right it's not everybody but the way we live in general um is not the the way we evolved to be right we we evolved as hunter gatherers we evolved to move and um and we just don't move enough sitting down for eight hours a day looking at a screen is is not a, a healthy way to to be um and so I, I mean i'm convinced that if we can have healthier working habits as a society and as a species then we can actually be better at what we do and that, yeah that's it yeah good stuff yeah i kind of agree with you um another thing i want to ask you though is that you've got the best chance to create whatever balance works for you being self-employed what have you like landed on what's your has your week split up okay i um so i plan my week uh every sunday i uh, plan the week ahead and i have um some default things which i put into my calendar and um that's almost always physical activity so okay. I put in um, like training times and um, I'm doing something every day of the week. And that might just be going for a one hour walk, but uh, generally it could be uh, maybe some strength specific or cardio specific. Uh, it could be like a stretching session or something like that. Yep. But I, always something, right? And that's, that's the, the, kind of basis of my week and then I organize my work around that and that's been a, a, an enormous change I think that's that's been really um, a, a, a really nice thing to do okay so how many uh, how many hours would you say you spend either working like studying for your application or working on equi or anything else that's not uh, I guess self self-care or entertainment yeah okay so um let's see let's say i spend about um two to three hours a day just on physical activity okay and then um i would give myself these days i'm doing a lot of preparatory work for the astronaut application Yep. And uh, so that's maybe, uh, let's say, a little unusual. Um, 
in, in terms of, of my daily routine. Um, but I'm, I'm spending a, like an hour and a half on that. That's almost becoming a job, just preparing for that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but before, it, it was, um, that, that wasn't there. And I would spend um, like a few hours a week, let's say. Um, it's, yeah, a few hours a week. And, and in that sense, it's because I can do specific things, right? And um, often they'll be waiting as well, waiting for the developer to do something. Yeah. But I could focus and do, do something very specifically in a short amount of time and really be a lot more efficient. So, um, so yeah, let's say maybe a um, few hours a week and um, also a few hours a week on, on other projects, and that would be distributed across the week. What I've done, which is different from um, when I was in an engineering job, was that I, uh, I also do things on the weekend. So in a way, I don't distinguish between work days and the, or the, the week, yeah. midweek and the weekend. Okay. It, it's just um, if, I, if I want to take Wednesday as a rest day, we'll do that. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds pretty good. Just have them when you need them rather than work telling you, oh, it's Saturday and Sunday. It doesn't matter if you needed it or not. Now yeah. it's time to rest. But I mean, everybody yeah. needs it, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I think I'd be a bit more, uh, I've said that I've been open to reducing to four days a week working. I think having been furloughed, um, normally the last three or four months we've been doing four day weeks and it's been unbelievable like the change the amount of free time you have uh it's massive and i can see the benefits of it and it's in my opinion getting close to being worth the the pay cut to do it so that's something that i think i'd consider going would you towards. actually would you be uh allowed to do that would they accept it uh i think so yeah they've uh They've given a few options out. I don't think you can do four days, but keep the same salary by working the extra hours. I think you'd have to take a pay cut. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I might ask about it. But then again, 10 hour work days is, is long. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, you, you might need that extra day just to rest. From, exactly. Exactly. From I don't want to make it too crazy. Um so yeah, for me, it's definitely like reassess. I was I was plodding along like before, completely oblivious to the benefits, and now I can see it's like wow, this is this is good. I I quite I could quite get used to this, and like full time yeah. furlough was like a whole another thing. That was just like being retired, which was obviously the dream, but uh, <laughs> can't have that forever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one's not so sustainable. No, 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 exactly. For <laughs> uh, yeah, um, oh, thanks, guys. Um, any final thoughts before we uh, before we uh, close this one out? Uh, yeah, one for me. Yes. Um, download Equi, uh, try it out, see what you think, and um, there's a feedback uh, button in there. You just go to the options menu, and there's feedback. So if you have any thoughts on it, just send us the feedback. We, we always appreciate uh, honest and constructive feedback. 
and uh, yeah we hope it's useful to you as well so yeah thanks uh thanks very much no worries okay yeah well paul said it paul said it all very well so um just thanks again for having us and uh yeah hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll chat again at some point yeah no problem thanks for coming on guys um if you want thanks you so can, man. no worries you can uh post the link in the chat in the general chat and uh people can get to it from there so uh, we can do that afterwards uh thanks everyone for coming out um yeah if you've got any questions we can hang around for a little bit and answer some questions uh but yeah thanks to my guests uh thanks everyone for joining us and uh, we'll see you next time be sure to check out the soundcloud page soundcloud.com forward slash public discord pod follow for the latest uploads you can also find us on iTunes podcasts and Google podcasts. Uh, check out the YouTube channel, link is on the SoundCloud page and in the description. And make sure you join the Discord server where you can take part in episodes live. Thanks everyone for listening and see you next time.